Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hi, sweetie. How are you? I am doing well, and I'm excited to unpack May with you. This is going to be quite the month. So shall we just kind of jump in here? Because we've got so much going on. I mean, remember, we're in the middle of eclipse season. We have that Mercury retrograde we're finishing up. And then the key player this month is Pluto. It's very Plutonian this month. And in your own words, Stephanie, dark and steamy. So we're going to unpack all of that. Pluto brings a lot of intensity to the month and it will be, um, it's getting a lot of action. So speaking of which, let's start with Pluto. And on May the 1st, Pluto stations retrograde. So give us the 411 on planet stationing retrograde, and then we'll bring in the Pluto piece. Yes. So twice a year, Pluto, quote, shifts directions, right? Again, of course, it doesn't really be like, okay, I'm going to go turn around right now. But (laughs) from our vantage point here on Earth, it appears to be moving in an opposite direction. So Pluto will station retrograde, as you said, on the first and the days around a planet shifting directions, whether it's shifting retrograde or direct, it is thought or experienced that the energies and archetypes and what that planet activates is very loud and more apparent in the collective. And so therefore, days before, you know, the end, the beginning of May, May 1st and days, May 1st and a few days after, we are in a Pluto maelstrom we are in a pluto sort of (laughs) storm i mean only because it's pluto right like so like pluto is very pluto and all that it represents is very apparent and evident so that's just laying that out yes yes well done and you know let's talk about pluto themes and just to note pluto is right now at what just like zero and some change aquarius it's doing this dance right now between being just dipping its toes into aquarius and then it goes back into capricorn we can give you dates and then back into aquarius and then it'll do one last dip in what 2024 so Let's talk about these Pluto themes, because Pluto, of course, is transformation, death and rebirth, going in deep, and Pluto tends to bring things to the surface. So it's those, what Stephanie likes to call hidden treasures, (laughs) or other (laughs) people Stephanie's being very positive. (laughs) Right? Or what lies beneath the surface. So, and in Aquarius, it's going to bring in some of those Aquarius themes as well. Yeah. So one of, you know, I love words and I love playing with words. And the other day, like this word and sort of different iterations of this word struck me in terms of Pluto, which is this notion of mine or mining, right? Mm -hmm. To mine, to excavate, 
to unearth, to, you know, to really sort of turn the ground of whatever the terra firma is over, whether it's literally the ground, whether it's a situation, a conversation, your your mind, your psyche, what's underneath, right? The mm-hmm. sense of mining. Also, this sense of when you do that to see what's undermining, right? What's when you ah, go deep into yes. yourself, like you're yes. honest about your motivations and actually your subconscious motivations that might be undermining your needs, your passions, and your desires. And then I also thought about it like in the trifecta perspective. So one, two, and now three. Because Pluto also is, it's so beyond, right? It's so beyond the ego. It's so beyond the individual self. This notion, and it has to do with power and control. There may be themes of mine. What's mine? What's (laughs) not mine? You know, or this whole notion of like having to give up and give away what we've been holding on to as quote mine that really we have no control over, right? So this is where the control and power themes come related to Pluto. All of these things. And I think you know, people digging, but really where we should be digging, like what's underneath. And they're also honest, like what undermines my pursuits and what can I release that I really don't have control of? I think that's, that's the place, first place I want to just start about Pluto themes. Well, gosh, Stephanie, I love that. That that was great about the different mining and mine. I think that works so well with Pluto. I always think with Pluto, it's just kind of like, be prepared, because you just never, that Pluto can be a little sneaky sometimes because it's underground, right? And so you think, you know, oh my gosh, where did this come from? Or, you know, why is this happening? I think the other thing about Pluto sometimes, it it feels like things are happening to you instead of like you're in control and you brought up the idea of power and control. And so perhaps also there's this perspective of like, what does control really mean anyway? And also, to take note that if something is becoming unearthed or something's coming up or it's hitting you right smack in the face, that maybe it there's a reason for that and an opportunity. This is where the treasure comes in to take a look at something and release something. And that goes into the, you know, the Pluto archetype of death and rebirth. So if we can bring it to the surface, that's where that transformation can take place. But a lot of times, I will say, Pluto, I think sometimes we'll catch you a little off guard. Absolutely. <laughs> like how my mind is like running with examples. I was thinking, one, just having a recent conversation with a client who was talking about realizing that there's really only certain things that she has control over. And we spoke a lot about, okay, that whole notion, that idea, but when you actually release this sense that of what you can control, like how it shifts your presence, yeah, right? It shifts your expectations. It shifts your body, right? There's more of like an ease and a relaxation. And so like, what does it actually feel like when we realize, wait, you know what? This is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Well, this mm-hmm. is beyond me. And then where do we look for a sense of steadying and resourcefulness? Mm-hmm. That's one thing. The other thing is too is that you know often and we're spending so much time in this because it's like you know not to jump to the punchline here, but like the beginning of May is not the only Pluto time for the month. <laughs> but um, this notion too, like sometimes it can feel really tricky because it's like ooh, I didn't want to deal with that or like ooh, how do we navigate that sticky thing that may actually have come from a Plutonian volcanic explosion yeah because like you you know pluto's like 
you can't tamp this down. Like you can't hide. And so things come out, but oftentimes it's not that like new things are coming out that weren't there. Like things are being exposed, right? And what they say, what do they say? Like light is the best disinfectant. And so like you have to be able to see these things and it can be I was going to use a curse word. I don't know if I'm allowed to use a curse word. Anyway, it can be exceptionally messy and sticky and mm. yucky. And ooh, how do I handle these hot buttons? And yet that's where the healing is. I mean, that's the honesty and the truth. And then we don't have it be just tamped down below the surface. And there's a lot of creative power of like when you deal with truth like that, mm. of the yeah. movements that can be made individually or, or together with others. Yeah, that's great. I love that you're bringing up the messiness. And, you know, I I don't know about you, but I don't like to get messy. And so, (laughs) you know, it's embrace the messiness. And also, I think a great tip with Pluto is learn to surrender. You know, a lot of times when you can't control what's happening, or you feel like everything's happening at you, just, you know, turn it over, you know, pull in that greater sense of whatever you pull in and learn to turn it over. So, wow. Wow. I think we're becoming Pluto experts, Stephanie. I think we will all be Pluto experts by the end of this month. Yes, I agree. I agree. And speaking of which, then here's another aspect with Pluto that's happening this month is we've got Jupiter-Pluto square. So Jupiter-square-Pluto on May 18th. Now, remember, as we always say, whatever Jupiter touches, it amplifies. And so this is really big Pluto energy. And so I would just say that some of the themes we've already talked about, but, you know, secrets revealed, power grabs, big power plays, right? So talk to us a little bit about this Jupiter-Pluto square. Yeah. I mean, to everything you said, and also, um, you know, two things I think about, right? Like no matter when Jupiter is connected to a planet by whatever alignment, it just makes it bigger, right? It's just more of, I'll have an additional serving of this, please. You know, it's like, you know, so there's more Pluto. It's big Pluto. (laughs) That mid-month is like big Pluto times. And so, but then there's also the tension of the square, Mm -hmm. you know, this, how do you rectify a desire to go to Jupiter? Like, um, I want to grow. I want to expand. And, you know, it's also in Taurus. So it could be about practicality or, or money or richness. I want to expand and get higher and bigger. And Pluto is more, hey, not more. Like, let's get rid of, right? Or right, let's go right. down. Instead of going up, <laughs> let's go down. And so there is that tension. And really, I feel like it's about when there's a square, right? It's like rectifying the both. And how how can through digging and excavating and going to the core that that how that is your pathway to growth yeah right but yeah. it can be i think it's likely going to feel very uh rumbly around rumbly. that time Rumbly, rumbly, and I, I, I'm glad you're bringing up that that notion of being at cross purposes, you know, of like, you know, not feeling like there's a, a clear path forward. And, you know, as we're talking more and more about these Pluto themes for this month, if you are ever going to do any shadow work or, you know, dig in deeper or open yourself up to a modality where it's therapy or energy work or any of these kinds of things where you can, not that you're 
being in control, but being proactive, like really, you know, saying, okay, I'm just going to be in sync with this Pluto energy. And I'm just going to allow those doors to open and really see what I can find. And to me, that's a way of working with the energy. The other thing is, you know, Jupiter is going to be in um, Taurus. And so that brings in the those Tarian themes too of like, you know, strength and fortitude and resourcefulness, right? And so maybe it's a time like, what are my resources in all of this, right? And to me, that leads back into, you know, get help, get support, you know, get an ally, so to speak, and helping you to do any kind of digging or unearthing. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I mean, it just feels it's that notion too. I think Pluto brings us that notion of not not easy, mind you, but like if everything gets stripped away, like you can't take myself from me, right? Like at the core is our core, right? And I think it's really that notion of like, you know, no one can take that away from ourselves. And I also, one last thing I was thinking about with this is sort of in tangential to what you're saying is this notion of purging, right? Yeah. Her, like do and do be proactive, like yeah. use the energy. So the energy is not like knocking on your door being like, oh, hey, I want to show you who I am. Like you use it. So, you know, purge a closet, like exfoliate your skin, do a light <laughs> fasting, like, you know, look at your plumbing, like literally, I mean, it's like plumb below the surface and Pluto is very much about shit and the plumbing. So right. <laughs> um, really to look at that and to like take that into your own, you know, weed, dig below, like, you know, just, you know, do mosaic where you destroy something to like repurpose it and recreate it. So, yeah, no, that's great. That's great. And, you know, I even hate to mention this <laughs> because just then a few days later, we have Mars square Pluto and Opposite. speaking of What's that? Oh, opposite. Right, right. Mars opposite Pluto. And I mean, speaking of power struggles, I mean, Mars is in large and in charge and likes its own way and get out of my way. And I'm a warrior and it's opposite the big kahuna Pluto. This seems very volatile to me. And it's in the sign. Uh, Mars is in Leo because Mars goes into Leo that same day. So this could be tricky as well. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, 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 yes. You know, and I think, right, it's that whole notion, too, of, you know, perhaps, you know, struggles with feeling like I've got to move. And the other thing, too, about Pluto that we didn't address is that Pluto is also about survival, Mm -hmm. Right, this feeling of survival. And so it may be with Mars, like people may feel hopefully consciously, but likely there's a lot of unconscious, like oh, I'm I'm pursuing, I'm moving myself, I'm acting or I am fighting for because I feel a threat. I feel a survival threat. Right. So yeah. that's that thing yeah. we need to sort of watch getting like a watch that out in the world, but watch getting pulled into that, you know, I think that the way too that we can consciously use that energy is two ways or sort of an amalgamation of ways, which is, okay, the, what is it that I deeply, deeply desire, you know, deeply Pluto desire Mars? And how can I like, um, transform or even eradicate or annihilate that so pluto the fear <laughs> that holds me back 
from pursuing what I want and Mm -hmm. taking those steps, right? So there's a fierceness to this movement. And there also a courage because we're trying to like blaze through that fear or those stories that, that keep us back. And because it's Mars and Leo, right, one of the right. pathways could be like really to surround oneself with like art and, you know, childlike wonder and play and letting yourself shine. But again, it's mm-hmm. probably like Pluto and Mars is like the feeling of like, am I going to get destroyed if I show up on stage and like my ego will die? It's like, no, it won't. Like, just like move past that and just like, Allow yourself to be you and to be recognized for who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to bring that up with the the Leo aspect of this because, you know, Leo, Leo likes to be seen and that might be an issue that comes up is like, do you feel like you're being seen? Do you feel like people are recognizing you for your talents and for, you know, your abilities? And the other thing, I really love that you're bringing up the fear factor here, you know, because in this, I do think there's this amazing opportunity to face your fears. And it reminds me a little bit of the, actually of the devil card of the Tarot. And the devil, you know, gets all this bad rap, but what it really means is fear. Because fear takes away our power and the way that you remedy the devil is by facing it. And so perhaps there's something in this, and I'm not saying Pluto's the devil, but they both live in the underworld, um, is there could be something amazingly liberating, whatever the outcome, to face those fears. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So welcome to your Pluto month. (laughs) Welcome to your Pluto month. Should we shift gears for for just a minute? Because it's not just about Pluto this month. We're also, yes, in eclipse season. So we have the Scorpio lunar eclipse on May the 5th. And (laughs) just like, I don't even know where to start. Now, this eclipse does have, um, it's a wide orb, but we do have a Uranus opposition. And so whenever Uranus kind of comes into the mix, it always adds another level of surprise and unexpectedness and let's shake things loose. So your thoughts on the uh, lunar eclipse, Stephanie? Yeah, so Scorpio, lunar eclipse, so the moon in Scorpio and the sun in Taurus with, like you said, like Uranus right around there. So it's, you know, Scorpio and Taurus are very much also about safety and security, whether it be of like the sort of more mundane your physical level, my physical security, my financial security, Scorpio, my emotional security. Yes. Um, the security of like, can I, my vulnerability, right? So those themes, mm-hmm. Scorpio and, and Taurus are also very sensual and sexual. So there's that like, there's that sultry also component. Yes. Um, it's a lunar eclipse. So what might come to light, right? Because it's a full moon. And interestingly, this lunar eclipse is like the mirror sister brother of the eclipse that happened on May 8th, which was a Taurus lunar eclipse around in the same sign. So, or, but around the same degree. And so what I would look for is around that, you know, end of October, first couple of weeks in November, what came to light there related to these themes or just what burst forth for you? And how may you be getting a new level of insight about it, maybe from a different vantage point? 
during this time of this eclipse. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is, as we're talking about, of course, Scorp- what is Scorpio's ruling planet? Hello, Pluto. So we're kind of back into those Pluto themes. And, you know, I was talking to a client the other day about this coming up, but she says, I'm just going to lock my door. And <laughs> don't you don't have to lock your door. But I also feel like with the Scorpio, remember Scorpio's water. And so th- these eclipses, especially this one, can really dig into those feelings and those emotions. And again, some of those things that lie beneath the surface or things you're not in touch with. And so uh, once again, there's an opportunity to get in touch with those, those deeper feelings, those emotions, and give yourself permission. Do you know, like you say, feel, feel the feels this month, right? And of course, we, you know, as we're saying, you're going to feel the eclipse, not just on the day, but before and after. And so again, it's just a time to be paying attention to what's coming up and what are you feeling? Yeah, I love that. And then also like allow yourself to be, because of the Uranus connection, to be mm. surprised by that. Yeah. You know, and when you were speaking too, I had this image too about how water, like, you know, water will follow the path of least resistance. And if your container, like say in the ground, right, mm-hmm. where it's not solid, you know, water soaks through all the crevices. And so it's like, you almost <laughs> like you can't control all those feelings of where they may go and where they may take you. Um, so, yeah. Well, you know, as you say that, Stephanie, I just have this image of like trees being uprooted and falling over. It's like, watch for falling trees during that time. It's of the water log, you know, if there's yeah, too water much water log, yeah. and there's not, there's not that sense. I, I'm not an arborist, so I, I don't know the <laughs> exact language, but like, you know, where like when they build, make a pond, they'll actually put down cement or put down like the lining like, so therefore, like the water of the pond doesn't seep through to the rest of the ground. It almost feels like that's strengthening from a Taurus perspective of that container to hold that water, whether, you know, your feelings, okay. your impressions, things like that. Yeah. Strengthen your container. Absolutely. Absolutely. And least we not forget. <laughs> Wait, and all, there's more. There's more. Of course. It's just a, it's just such a, jam filled month. We do have Mercury going direct and that will be on May the 14th in Taurus. I think that'll just be a bit of a relief. Uh, don't you with everything else going on, we're not going to have to deal with the retrograde. And when I say deal with, I mean, in terms of negotiating it. Yeah, exactly. And until then, you know, just like power of the, you know, going to the power of the pause, review, reassess, go slow, go back over things, be very attentive to the details of your communication. Perhaps, well, depend, you know, it could be wherever it is in your chart, but just from a Taurus theme, because it's in Taurus, you know, looking at different ways how you might practically want to invest in, you know, communication or transport, you know, how you share about your safety and your security, how you understand that more. Yeah. And then again, because that will be shifting direct on the 14th, the day is around the 14th, big Mercury, Yeah, lots of like inbox inbox overflow, you know, so you go slow, definitely go slow. There's a lot of aspects to Mercury, you know, just surrounding that. So it's a very (laughs) mercurial time. And remember, Mercury can be the trickster. So, you know, you never know how that's going to kind of show up. Um, The other thing is, like we've been saying with the other retrogrades and stationings and direct, 
you're going to feel that strongly like, you know, a few days before and a few days after those, those shifts and changes will feel probably the most prominent. Okay. And lest us not forget, I mean, we kind of mentioned it, right? But like, this is a big thing because it's a big theme coming for the next year, right? Yes. On May 16th, talking about Taurus, so much Taurus, that Jupiter enters Taurus for its year long residency. Um, You know, before that, we, you know, you and I talked about this before, like the first couple of weeks then of, of, May when Jupiter's at the end of Aries, I feel like that adds to the like combustive nature of our of what's going on and that sense of fieriness and do 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 and activity. And then when Jupiter moves into Taurus, it feels like things might slow down a bit, and we yeah enter into this period where growth comes through being connected to nature and the ground and the practical things and the senses. And what, what are your thoughts about like, well, I just, I'm, long just Jupiter and I'm like, Oh, I think I'm going to enjoy that Jupiter and Taurus. I just, it sounds yummy, you know, especially after Jupiter and Aries. And like you're saying, as it, Jupiter finishes that time in Aries, those themes are going to be really amplified, those Arian themes, right? So watch out for, you know, any of those like, get out of my way. I want to be in charge of the world kind of energies around that time too. But I'm looking forward to Jupiter and Taurus. And I'll be very curious to see what it does to kind of maybe bring into the forefront even more things about sustainability, what we're doing with Mother Earth, with the planet, climate change. I think it's hopeful with like maybe bringing solutions or more attention in a good way to what's happening with planet Earth. Yeah, I agree, right? And our relationship to that and how we stand in alliance with. So I agree. Yes, yes. So- all right, so is it time? I, can't, I mean, is, is it time more? The tarot card of the month. So yeah. we are, I am shuffling. Okay, one more thing. Let's just put, just because I almost we'd forget this, just as a note, we won't talk too much about this. On May 19th, which is right in the midst of like all that Pluto stuff, we do have a Taurus new moon, just to sort of note that. Yes. Like the moon becomes new again on the 19th, like sandwiched right between that Jupiter Pluto square and that Mars Pluto opposition. So you know, that notion of like, what, okay, there's freshness, right? There's- yeah, that's nice. It's, I think that new moon in Taurus is going to really align with, with a lot of these energies. So it could, I just get the feeling of like some soothing perhaps going on. Yes. Okay, Stephanie, I'm shuffling the cards and you're going to tell me when to stop so that we can have the tarot card for May. Mm. The part of me that's really Taurus is like, let's keep going. Let's do more. Let's go slow. I'm not ready yet. Slow mm-hmm. down. How about now? Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the card that we drew is the nine of wands. And what we do when we draw the card or bring up the tarot card for the month, we really look at it as a tool, so to speak, by looking at what the archetype is, it can give us tools in working through the month. Now, the nine of wands is a very much a card around taking a step back, and it can oftentimes be seen as protection. Now, 
when I talk about protection, I don't mean it in a cut people off or adversarial kind of way, but it's really a time of like not taking action unless you're very clear about the action, really giving yourself the opportunity to assess the facts, what works and what doesn't work. If you think about nines as they're getting, it's the next number is 10, which is completion. Nine is kind of this opportunity to get the weeds out, to kind of really take another look at what's working and what's not working. And in doing that, it's done very much in your own space. So this is a time where you want to give yourself permission to figure out or to know what really works for you and to be very conscious about your action and how about how you go forward. It also represents a time, and this is very in sync, of letting go of what you do not want to take forward into the new cycle. So it's very much a card of finding your own agency. And as I say that, that sounds kind of funny, but it's really about who am I, what do I want, and how do I want to go forward? And of course, it's in fire, which has everything to do with me or you, or it's very much about myself. I think that works really well for me. I do too. I mean, for all those reasons too, you said about the, like the weeding, but also thinking yes. about all that Aries energy in the beginning and that Mars Pluto at sort of the midpoint of the month. And I love it. And taking a step back and not getting into conflict. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's not like when we talk about protection, it's not about, you know, working it out with anybody or not working it out. It's really about going back to you and your space and what is your truth and what aligns for you. Yeah. And there you go. I think that's the whole theme for May. Don't you, Stephanie? That's perfect. So we want to say, as always, thank you for listening and you can contact us. We love hearing from you at sodivine.us. I'm at meganskinner.com and I do have a Patreon that you can connect with through my website. It is a whole lot of fun and you can find out more information there. You got anything going on this month, Stephanie? Yeah, and you can call, I can, you can find me at stephaniegaling.com or on Instagram at stephanie underscore galling. Um, still, you know, if you are yet to subscribe, I do this weekly free newsletter that gives you insights into astrological wellness inspirations for the week. And then I also have been doing this for a small fee, like additional articles. So that's been such a source of reward and fulfillment. So check that mm. out um, on my website. Yeah, great. Those articles are really great. I've been enjoying them. So happy May, everybody. Happy May. And big thank you, thank you, thank you to our producers, Nick Petri and Sebastiano Tecchio, who we say this every month, but it is so true. We could not do this without you. So thank you, Megan, and thank you, everyone out there listening, and may the may may be with you. <laughs> may, <laughs> may the force be with you during May.